What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. So what did the Muslims do for the Jews? These days there's a great deal of bad blood between uh, Muslims and Jews, particularly over the occupation of Palestine and the Middle East. But historically, what did the Muslims do for the Jews, if anything at all? And to answer this question, I want to turn to a Jewish historian, a professor of history, who specialises in the relationship between Jews and Islam in the early centuries of Islam. And uh, he gave a fascinating lecture at SOAS, the School of African Oriental Studies, here in London uh, a couple of years ago. And I just wanted to read you his lecture because this man is an expert on this subject. One of the few people in the world who writes as a Jew about Jewry and had experience of Jews under Islam in the 7th, 8th and 9th centuries. A lot of what he says would be very surprising, it was certainly surprising to me when I first came across this lecture. So uh, his name is David J. Wasserstein, if I pronounce it right, maybe it's Wasserstein. Um, he's a professor now uh, in the United States uh, of uh, history and Judaism. So he asks in his lecture, so what did the Muslims do for the Jews? He says, Islam saved Jewry. This is an unpopular, discomforting claim in the modern world, but it is a historical truth. The argument for it is double. First, in 570 CE, when the Prophet Muhammad was born, the Jews and Judaism were on the way to oblivion. And second, the coming of Islam saved them, providing a new context in which they not only survived, but flourished, laying foundations for subsequent Jewish cultural prosperity, also in Christendom, through the medieval period into the modern world. By the 4th century, Christianity had become the dominant religion of the Roman Empire. One aspect of this success was, was opposition to rival faiths, including Judaism, along with massive conversions of members of such faiths, sometimes by force, to Christianity. Much of our testimony about Jewish existence in the Roman Empire from this time consists of accounts of these conversions. Great and permanent reductions in numbers through conversion between the 4th and 7th century brought with them a gradual but relentless whittling away of their status, rights, social and economic existence uh, of Jews all over the Roman Empire. A long series of enactments, enactments deprived Christian Jewish people of their rights as citizens prevented them from filling their religious obligations and excluded them from the society of their fellows. This went along with a centuries-long military and political struggle with Persia. As a tiny element in the Christian world, the Jews should not have been affected by this broad political issue. Yet it affected them critically because the Persian Empire at this time included Babylon, now Iraq, at the time home to the world's greatest concentration of Jews. 
and is also the greatest centre of Jewish intellectual life. Uh, the most important single work of the Jewish world uh, for over 3,000 years, apart from the Bible, was the Talmud uh, coming into being in Babylon. The struggle between Persia and Byzantium in our period led increasingly to a separation between the Jews under Baz Byzantine Christian rule and Jews under Persian rule. Beyond all this, the Jews who lived under Christian rule seem to have lost the knowledge of their own culturally specific languages, Hebrew and Aramaic, and to have taken on the use of Latin or Greek or other non-Jewish local languages. This in turn meant that they also lost access to central literary works of Jewish culture, the Torah, Mishnah, poetry, Midrash, even liturgy. The loss of the unifying force represented by language was a major step towards assimilation and disappearance. In these circumstances, with contact with the one place where Jewish cultural life prospered in Babylon, cut off by conflict with Persia, Jewish life in the Christian world was simply a pale shadow of what it had been three or four centuries earlier. It was doomed. Had Islam not come along, the conflict with Persia would have continued. The separation between Western Judaism, that of Christendom, and Babylonian Judaism, that of Mesopotamia, would have intensified. Jewry in the West would have declined to disappearance, and Jewry in the East would have become just another Oriental cult. But all this was prevented by the rise of Islam. The Islamic conquests of the 7th century changed the world and did so with dramatic, wide-ranging and permanent effect for the Jews. Within a century of the death of the Prophet Muhammad in 632, Muslim armies had conquered almost the whole of the world where Jews lived, from Spain eastward across North Africa and the Middle East, as far as the eastern frontier of Iran and beyond. Almost all the Jews in the world were now ruled by Islam, this new situation transformed Jewish experience. Their fortunes changed in legal, demographic, social, religious, political, geographic, economic, linguistic and cultural terms, all for the better. First, things improved politically. Almost everywhere in Christendom where Jews had lived now formed part of the same political space as Babylon, Cordoba and Basra lay in the same political world. The old frontier between vi the vital centre in Babylonia and the Jews of the Mediterranean basin was swept away forever. Political change was partnered by change in the legal status of the Jewish population. Although it is not always clear what happened during the Muslim conquest, one thing is certain. The result of the conquest was, by and large, to make the Jews second-class citizens. Now, this should not be misunderstood. To be a second-class citizen was far a far better thing than to be not a citizen at all. For the most part, these Jews, second-class citizenship represented a major advance. In Visigothic Spain, for example, shortly before the Muslim conquest in 711, the Jews had seen their children removed from them and forcibly converted to Christianity and had themselves been enslaved. 
in the developing Islamic societies of the classical and medieval periods, being a Jew meant belonging to a category defined under law, enjoying certain rights and protections alongside various obligations. These rights and protections were not as extensive or as generous as those enjoyed by Muslims, and the obligations were greater, but for the first few centuries the Muslims themselves were a minority and the practical differences were not at all that great. Along with legal near-equality came social and economic equality. Jews were not confined to ghettos, either literally or in terms of economic activity. The societies of Islam were, in effect, open societies. In religious terms, too, Jews enjoyed virtually full freedom. They might not build many new synagogues, in theory, and they might not make too many public professions of their faith, but there was no really significant restriction on the practice of their religion. Along with internal legal autonomy, they also enjoyed formal representation through their leaders of their own, before the authorities of the state. Imperfect and often not quite as rosy as this might sound, it was at least the broad norm. The political unity brought by the new Islamic, Islamic world empire did not last, but it created a vast Islamic world civilization, similar to the older Christian civilization that it replaced. Within this huge area, Jews lived and enjoyed broadly similar status and rights everywhere. They could move around, maintain contact, contacts and develop their identity as Jews. A great new expansion of trade for, from the 9th century towards onwards brought the Spanish Jews, like the Muslims, into touch with the Jews and the Muslims, even of India. Now, he continues here with some comments on the linguistic side of uh, their experience, where the Arabs moved over to Arabic very rapidly, he says, um, and how that brought the Jews into uh, more direct contact with the Islamic civilization. Um, and he says the Jews of the Islamic world developed an entirely new culture, which differ from their culture before, uh, before Islam, in terms of language and cultural forms. Um, and instead of being concerned primarily with religion, the new Jewish culture of the Islamic world mixed the religious and the secular to a high degree. And he talks about how, like their neighbours, the Jews wrote uh, in Arabic, uh, as well as their own kind of Arabic um, Jewish language as well. A kind of Judeo-Arabic came into being. Uh, and he talks about um, some of the greatest poetry uh, uh, written in Hebrew since the Bible comes from that period. He mentions Maimonides, the great Maimonides, um, and many more people. Um, and then he goes on to say, uh, talks about the patronage of Jews by the Muslim rulers. Um, and then how this period uh, of great cultural success for the Jews and the Arab Muslims uh effectively came to a close by the year 1300, he says. And then I'll just read what he says in conclusion. Jewish cultural identity in the Middle Ages operated in large part as a function of Muslim-Arabic cultural prosperity. When Muslim-Arabic culture thrived, so did that of the Muslims. 
when Muslim Arabic culture declined, which it did, obviously, so did that of the, of the Jews. In the case of the Jews, however, the cultural capital thus created also served as the seedbed of further growth elsewhere, in Christian Spain and in the Christian world more generally. And he's alluding there, of course, to the, the direct influence on the European Renaissance of the Jewish and Islamic culture, um, something that's not really being acknowledged in the West, uh, the indebtedness of the Western Renaissance to Jewish and Islamic learning, particularly in Spain. And he concludes, the Islamic world was not the only source for, of inspiration for the Jewish cultural revival that came later in the Christian Europe, but it certainly was a major contributor to that development. Its significance cannot be overestimated. So we cannot overestimate the significance of the Islamic world for the Jewish cultural revival and what came later in Christian Europe. So that is 90% uh, of the lecture. David J. Wasserstein is a professor of Jewish studies and history at Vanderbilt University. And that's uh, from his lecture at SOAS uh, a couple of years ago. So contrary to our current experience of antagonism and even hatred and violence between Zionist Jews and many Muslims, which has now affected us all globally, historically, uh, the Jews found a home and not just to practice their faith, but to flourish economically and culturally and reach great heights in, in uh, poetry and other writing, uh, particularly in Islamic Spain. And this propelled uh, northwards uh, and ignited the European Renaissance. And of course, the rest is history. So what did the Muslims do for the Jews? Well, they saved Jewry. Without Islam, according to this professor, Judaism was doomed. Uh, and this is a, a fact of history that we need to remember, particularly in the serious, uh, serious nastiness and conflict that has only really come about in the last, since you know, the last well, less than hundred years, because of political events in the Middle East. So I hope you found that as interesting as I did. And uh, till next time. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.